Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball gets a major roster boost, albeit with the delay. Nick Emery reinstated to the program. What does that mean for the future of BYU hoops? Former BYU coach Steve Cleveland breaks down the Cougars' chances at the NCAA tournament and how they're affected by the nine games Emery will miss. Plus, 19-year-old Rhett Rasmussen has now played a full round in the U.S. Open. The BYU star tied with Rory McIlroy after day one. BYU men's golf coach Bruce Brockbank was there to witness it. What does he think, and how can he make the cut? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy June 15th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Golf Channel weather forecaster Jerem Jordan. Uh, At the U.S. Open, it's going to be dry, it's going to be crazy, and everyone's going to be over par. We learned that it was consistent 25 to 30 mile an hour winds. That's crazy. Gus higher than that basically the whole round. I mean, we saw the best players in the sport have their scores skyrocket because it's just so difficult to play in the wind. It's crazy. Yeah, it ain't it ain't easy for anybody, including your boy Rhett Rasmussen. We'll update you on how he's doing. He's on the course right now in round two at the U.S. Open. The teenage cougar. Yeah, 19 years young, competing in the U.S. Open. Update on the way. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big Friday show today, starting with this. BYU basketball announced yesterday that junior guard Nick Emery is officially reinstated to the program. In coordination with that announcement, we also learned that Emery will miss the first nine games of the season due to involvement in NCAA rules infractions. Investigation done, ruling given, He's back after the first nine. Jerem, what's your immediate reaction to Nick Emery being reinstated? This is great news for BYU basketball. We anticipated it. Um, Nick has said publicly and privately that he's coming back, and now he's back. Uh, Things I would like to know are what were the rules and fractions. I would like uh, some clarity from the NCAA on what went down and why, and why nine specifically. But it's great to have Nick Emery back. Only the fourth Cougar to hit 1,000 points as a sophomore. Wow. I mean, there's not been a lot of guys like Nick Emery at BYU. Instant starter, former first-team all-league guy. He's told us recently that he's never played better and he's never been in a better spot. He took care of what he needed to take care of personally, went through a divorce, and uh, he's, he's started a nonprofit, and he's trying to get... His life in order, it looks like he's done that, and now I'm excited for him to play ball. Mentally stronger, Nick Emery is back. And the thing I like most about his inclusion in this BYU basketball roster is, yes, he can score, but he can defend, Jerem, and BYU basketball needs guys that can defend on the ball. They've got Nick Emery back. I think he will make an immediate impact on the defensive side of the ball. I also like to quantify what a player's worth is, you call it war, wins above record, right? Well, baseball calls it that. Yeah. You, you've jokingly brought that up. What's the war of a basketball player? Right. I think that, and I said that BYU basketball, if Yoli Childs and Nick Emery were not back, 
they'll win 20 games because that's what Dave Rose does. He wins 20 games a season. He figures it out. With Yoli Childs and Nick Emery back, I think they're five or six wins better than 20. I think those two players make that much of a difference. In the clutch, making big shots, making key defensive stops. So if you want to quantify it, I think Nick Emery's worth two, maybe three more wins on the BYU schedule because of what he brings to the table. But will it be enough to make the NCAA tournament? So let me ask you this. How does the nine games Nick will miss affect BYU's NCAA tournament homes? It doesn't help them, that's for sure. But it doesn't eliminate them either because we don't know the entire schedule and the rundown of what specific games Nick will miss other than the season opener against Nevada. And if we're being completely honest, even if, Nick, all the time. even if Nick is playing in that game at Nevada, BYU's still going to be a huge underdog. They're not going to be expected to win that game with or without Emory in the lineup. So other than Nevada, what other games is he going to miss? Let me see the full schedule, and then I can give you uh, a more detailed description of if I think it will keep BYU out of the NCAA tournament. Right now, yeah, it doesn't help, but I'm not going to rule them out because I don't know who else is in that first nine. I also won't rule them in uh, because Nick Emery not being there for the first nine, that's a big blow. The question is who will replace Elijah Bryant's production? The answer is Nick Emery if there's one guy. But if he's out the first nine, which he is, that yeah, that, that doesn't help. In fact, it hurts. I think BYU's got a shot to make the NCAA tournament still. You don't have to win all the non-con. In fact, you don't have to win the majority. You just have to win enough of the quad one, quad two. So you're right. How many of those will be in the first nine? Remember, BYU used to play 13 non-conference games. Now they play 15. So there will be six non-conference games in which your boy, Nick Emery, can play. And we know... Uh, that San Diego State's on December 22nd and Mississippi State's on December 29th. So Nick he will Emery probably, will be in those he games. He probably will play in those games. He will play in those games. UNLV is December 15th. We hope that one. Maybe Utah that's is December 8th. Nick Emery playing against Utah in the return, neutral site. That is rich for obvious reasons given what happened up at the, the last time Nick Emery was in that game. The Cougars beat the Utes at home last year. That's part of the Beehive tournament this year. Um, I would love for the 10th game to be Utah, the first game. <laughs> that would be awesome. We'll see how the schedule shakes out and how much Nick Emery's inclusion and exclusion within those first nine games affects BYU's NCAA tournament run, their resume building. So who's the other starting guard now? If you assume that Josh Shearhardt and T.J. Haas remain in the starting lineup, there is room for someone in the first nine to emerge in Maybe the starting lineup. Maybe it's Zach Selyus who goes to the three guard. Uh, also, Typically, Dave hasn't had like a non-ball handler at the three. So I'm guessing he goes McKay with like Rylan Bergerson or McKay Cannon. Yeah, Rylan right Bergerson up. absolutely is an option. 19-year-old BYU golf star Rhett Rasmussen is dealing with the big stage of his own. He completed a full round of golf at the U.S. Open. 19 years old. After day one, you look up on the leaderboard and you say, okay, where, where is Rhett? Oh, he's tied with Rory McIlroy. Not bad. At a major, in his first major appearance, 10 over par. Jerem, what impressed you most about Rhett Rasmussen's opening round at the U.S. Open? That he hung. It's, I mean, it's good enough for him to just be there. He could, he could just stink, and that'd be okay because he got in. He's getting that experience. The, maybe he might not play in the U.S. Open ever again. This might be his one shot. Hopefully he makes the PGA Tour and he's in. But if not, like, enjoy it. 
yet he's tied with your boy Rory McIlroy after the first round. Are you serious right now? He's uh, he's three over through ten today, so he's playing really well. And you know this better than I do, having lived in Palm Springs and covered the PGA Tour. The U.S. Open, no matter where it's played, it's always in, like, brutal conditions. Scores are over par. The wind is crazy, like you talked about. So the fact that your boy is three over today through ten, not to mention ten over yesterday tied with Roy, that's impressive. Winds of 25 to 30 miles an hour through the entire round. Basically, it comes down to who can make putts. Who can manage and scramble and put together a string of pars? This is not about a birdie. This is about putting together pars. And no birdies flying through 25 miles an hour. Exactly, and managing brutal conditions. And Bruce Brockbank is going to join us, his head coach. What did he see from Rhett? He was there yesterday. Flew in from Long Island uh, last night. He witnessed round one. We'll get his take on the experience that Rhett Rasmussen is going through and what kind of lessons he's learning in a very unique opportunity. I'm already impressed. Like... Question, I'm not even mad. The I'm question is, impressed. what are you most impressed with? I'm impressed with the fact that Rhett is even at the U.S. Open, that he did it as a 19-year-old, yes, and that he's playing well enough to not be buried at the bottom, but he's there with guys like Rory McIlroy. That Very is cool. unbelievable, and we wish Rhett the best as he continues the rest of his round today. We'll see. We'll see what happens, uh, how the other guys fare in the conditions today, and, and if he can make the cut. But he's got to make some putts, that's for sure. Let's just say your boy, Rhett Rasmussen, is two strokes behind Eldrick Tiger Woods right now. So that's pretty cool. The website, SEC Country, produced a list of the 10 most underrated teams in college football history. The BYU Cougars came in at number seven. The Cougars, quote, had never been ranked before Lavelle Edwards took over in 1972. The first six times it finished in the AP poll, including 1984, when Brigham Young won the national championship, it began the season unranked, end quote. Is the BYU football program underrated, Spencer? Until BYU won the national championship, season after season, the answer is yes. So, I don't know. What about post-1984? I don't know that BYU has been underrated because media access and exposure has grown since BYU won that what many people call a controversial national championship because they didn't have to play in a major bowl game to do it. They're the only undefeated team in college football. And the exposure of the mountain really helped kind of the brand. <laughs> See, I don't what? but the thing is I don't think BYU from ap- during the heyday of the Lavelle Edwards era, people knew who they were. They produced great quarterbacks. Ty Detmer won a Heisman trophy. They beat top ranked teams. They finished consistently in the top twenty five. Like so building up through 1990, yeah, but since that time, I, I think that people are aware of who BYU is and what they do. Now, it's hard for me to say that because last season we're like, oh, boy, you know, they're coming off the worst season in 49 years. But right now, I think people know who BYU is and that they can play football. Historically, they're pretty good. I don't know. What do you think? I think historically, yes, BYU has been underrated. I don't know that the average person knows that the last non-Power 5 national title and Heisman trophy uh, came from the Brigham Young. That's a wild stat. Top 10 in wins in the last 40 years, QBU. Yeah, I think BYU is underrated. Maybe rated? I don't know. The brand is strong, though. You're right. Um, Recently, no, because in independence, BYU has become an irrelevant team to some degree. Not finishing ranked. Don't have a ton of top 25 wins, right, on the road. BYU needs to get back to that point where that's BYU football. BYU football, 
historically has been exciting. You knew the name of the quarterback. The Cougars could put up a bunch of points. Exciting brand of football. Occasionally a big upset of a team, right? BYU needs to get back to that. Certainly those upsets are possible with the tough schedules BYU is playing. But in terms of the the end of the season, that season was actually really good and 10-plus wins and ranked like we've talked about. That hasn't really happened. So hopefully BYU can get back to that at some point. The basis of this ranking produced by SEC Country deals with Lavelle Edwards and what happened when he took over. Now, nothing was referenced in the last, like, 20 years in the little mention, right? Like, BYU needs to reemerge there. Utah was number four. Boise State was number three or five. TCU in there as well. They even put Missouri in there as, like, underrated. I'm like, Missouri's in a power five conference. Like, SEC, how are they underrated? SEC country did produce this, so crazy biased with Missouri as number one. But interesting to see that Boise State and Utah have been more relevant recently than BYU. BYU did something at the right time. If BYU does what they do later, they're Boise State. Boise State built on what BYU did. As did Utah. As a non-Power 5 team who did something that mattered. As did Utah and TCU. BYU. 08, got a Power 5 They led the charge of underrated teams in becoming nationally relevant. Let me throw this out for you. BYU, had they done what they did later, would be in a Power 5 conference right now. BYU did it too long ago. They were almost in a Power 5 conference if it weren't for a certain governor in the state of Texas. Yeah. If if BYU had done what they did in the late 90s and early 2000s, the Cougars would be in a Power 5 conference, in my opinion. But it happened too early. It happened in the late 70s and 80s. Ugh. I'm glad it happened at all. Don't get me wrong. That's the thing. BYU has timing pushed, they have is pushed almost the envelope. everything. They've pushed the envelope time and time again. 84 90 with the Heisman, 96, 2001. Like, Buick's they, been at the forefront of, of, of pushing the envelope yes. as a uh, contender and offender to the system. For better or for worse, they the have been there. Schools and the power conferences. Unfortunately, BYU's. See, see if BYU, BYU doesn't have a national championship, if they win it or, or get under, go undefeated in like the nine, late 90s, 2000s. So it's exciting that BYU has that. They changed so, the system so that a team like BYU couldn't win it after nineteen eighty. Would you rather BYU be in a Power Five without a national title, or have a national title under the current context? Oh goodness! A I dis- would take a Power Five. A discussion that we probably should, that lasts. should dive into like next week. That lasts forever. I'll tell like, you this the much. Money tell you this much. You. The eighty-four national title isn't sustaining BYU right now. BYU is underrated going into this season, which begins in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats. 78. 78 days away from BYU opening the season at Arizona. Underrated BYU, who is projected (laughs) to win 4.7 games, according to ESPN's FPI. Las Vegas insiders have the Cougars over under at five and a half wins. Stop it. They will go to a bowl game. So, yes, this year, right now, BYU is Underrated. You know who number 78 is on the team this year? Tony Kanuch was 78, right? It's uh, Kamalani Kaluhio Kalani. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> okay. Six foot 290. I'm six foot 175. <laughs> well, that dude weighs 115 pounds more than I do. Same <laughs> On 78 days away, BYU at Arizona in Tucson to kick off the 2018 college football season. We'll see how underrated the Cougars are in game number one. Question of the day. 
Back to BYU basketball. What kind of impact will Nick Emery have on BYU's basketball season? Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Adam F. King on Facebook. He'll be a veteran presence that can really shoot the three. Three yes. point production. You want it to go up? Bring a guy like Nick Emery back. Yes, he does a lot of things really well. He's going to be a huge addition immediately. Well, at, after nine games. At Jake R. Kemp. Nick's always had a bit of an edge to him. I love players who won't back down and know they can compete with anyone out on the court. BYU needs that kind of toughness if they want to make a statement for the selection committee. Nick will bring that mentality. The Lone Peak 2 are reunited. Oh, I love the, He's right. So he does good. have an edge. I love his competitiveness, his fire that he brings to the floor. In high school, he got a lot of, of texts. I'm fine with He's that. He's cooled it in college a little more, which is good because it's like, ah, don't get a text. An occasional text worth it, especially Dave Rose throws his jacket against Gonzaga. That was awesome. Worked out, right? That was awesome. <laughs> hey, coming up, what Cougars will rep Team USA in volleyball this weekend in Chicago? They'll just keep winning. I'm going to predict that. And head coach of the BYU Cougars from 1997 to 2005, Steve Cleveland updates us on the impact return of Nick Emery. What about the nine games he's going to miss? How much will that impact their NCAA tournament chances? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are one week away from BYU Football Media Day coming up Friday, June 22nd. Join us for programming throughout the day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's always a fun time on BYU Football Media Day, and this year is no different. Web chats, Cougars in the NFL is going to be a fun show in the afternoon. State of the program, of course, in the morning. And we'll have a two-hour BYU Sports Day. We'll dive into how the new NCAA rule changes will affect BYU football and who they put on the field this year. Those new revelations. Good stuff. Welcome back on a Friday. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation rolling on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you would like to converse with us. Specifically answer this question of the day. What kind of impact will Nick Emery have on BYU's basketball season? Sits out the first nine, back for the stretch run in December, and into West Coast Conference play. Amy Bangerter-Jones on Facebook. As far as points go, I think he'll make up for the loss of Elijah Bryant. But I don't know that he can be the kind of leader that Elijah Bryant was. Hopefully someone else will fill that role. He's one of the leaders on the team. I, I think he'll fill that role in a great way. Yoli Childs is probably the most vocal guy, but Nick is a fiery leader. Like in the practices and pickup games we've watched, I would say he's one of the top two or three leaders on the team. Yeah, Elijah Bryant was not an outspoken leader. Nick he's Emery more will be on an social out- media. Nick Emery will be right. an outspoken leader. Yeah, and I thought Elijah was a leader. I agree with that. Um, but Nick is very vocal. In fact, when he was in high school with the Lone Peak Three, everyone loves that, right? He was the most vocal of the three. Yeah, I don't think that will change with him back at BYU. Join in, hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Tell us what kind of impact you think Nick Emery will have on the upcoming BYU basketball season. Joining us now to talk about that and much more is the former head coach, Steve Cleveland, friend of the program on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, great to have you back with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, guys. Thank you. 
What was your immediate reaction to the news of Nick Emery's official reinstatement with the caveat that he'll miss the first nine games? Well, I, I think we all knew that there were going to be some penalties, and uh, the process takes time. I've, I've kind of lived through this. When I was at Fresno State, I went through this for two or three years, and I know kind of how the NC2A works, and uh, I have a pretty good sense and a feel for how these things kind of play out just because I lived through it. And uh, so I, I knew it was coming. Uh, I think he did too, and I think it's fair. Equitable, you go forward. And and I think that, you know, I heard you talking a little bit about leadership and and. I, you know, I, I believe that Nick, in, in a very different way, will become a significant leader of this team. Um, I think that uh, early on in this process, he's obviously going to have a presence on the floor as a player and as an athlete and a competitor. Um, but I think there's some, been some lessons learned here. You know, I, I haven't talked to Nick. I follow him like you do and, and, and read some of the articles and some of the things that he shared. And, he has a perspective that's different than he had before, and I think he's learned some lessons. And, and, and most of all, I, I, I just like his attitude and his mindset right now from what I'm hearing. You know, obviously, until you get back and get with your teammates, but he's going to be embraced by his, his coaching staff and the teammates. Uh, I, I think he's going to bring a significant amount of leadership. And nine is a significant amount of games in terms of how many he's missing in the non-conference in the regular season. It's, it's a little under a third of the regular season. How do you uh, think that will impact the development of this team since Nick won't play in those first nine? Well, I, I think that, uh, you know, he'll be, he'll, they'll be together all summer. Uh, he'll be there through, throughout practice. I think what you do is you look at this as an opportunity to, you know, maybe Ryland Bergerson or, or whomever. You're going to give some other people opportunities to develop early on in the season. And then and as Nick gets ready and he's prepared and he's in tune with the guys, especially with some of the new guys he hasn't played with, I think it just becomes a bonus. Hey, you'd rather not have him miss games. We get that and understand that. But at the end of the day, that, that, that's what the consequences were for the actions. And so you move forward and you don't focus on that. You know, at the end of the day, I think we'll all the narrative will be there. But for Nick, he just needs to focus on being the best player he can be and the best person he can be and the best leader that he can be. I think it'll give others opportunities to develop. The coaching staff will find other people that maybe if Nick didn't have this going on, wouldn't develop. So you look at it as an opportunity to have others develop, give you more depth, and then when Nick comes back, he's going to have, he will have a significant role. And the coaching staff will handle that well. They'll get a sense and a feel for that, and, and most importantly, making sure that he has that confidence that he had before. Follow him at Coach Cleve 22 Steve Cleveland, former head basketball coach at BYU and Fresno State, with us on BYU Sports Nation. With Nick missing those first nine games, how much do you feel like that immediately impacts BYU's chances at making a run to the NCAA tournament for the first time after missing three consecutive seasons? Well, you're, you're, you're losing Elijah Bryant uh, is, is obviously a significant loss. There's a young man that was, you know, 20 a night and eight or nine rebounds and assists, and, and he's hard to replace. Do I, do I believe that Nick can replace him in, in, in that sense? Yeah, I, I do. I think statistically that Nick can do a lot of those same things and, uh, and has great range. I, I think he can fill that void, but it is going to be more difficult. I mean, they've upgraded the schedule. I haven't seen the final release schedule. I don't know if that's out yet. I've, I've seen a lot of the games that they've picked up, and certainly the, 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 the schedule is more difficult and but I think what happens is that regardless of what happens in this preseason, and I think we will see some development by younger players and they'll have opportunities, 
But I, I think more more than anything is that they're playing those teams. They're going to be more prepared for conference play. I felt all along that the WCC this year will be a better league. It'll have more depth. Uh, certainly, we know how good Gonzaga is going to be, but St. Mary's will take a little bit of a drip, a little bit of a drop. And but when you look at San Diego and you look at San Francisco and you look at ULP, you look at there's just more depth to this league. So I think. This development of this team, and you know, it's hard to say what's going to go forward. You're going to, if you could have Nick the first nine games, yeah, you have a better situation for yourselves in terms of maybe winning a couple of those road, road games. But I think more than anything, it's how they play, making sure they're competitive games, the development of new and young players, and getting themselves ready for the WCC and ready for the WCC tournament. We, we understand that in Zaga, you know, is the they're the prohibitive favorite in everything. You know, not not only to win the conference, but to win the, the tournament. But BYU's had success against them. But I, I like the league being better this year. I think it'll have a high, higher RPI. I think the preseason overall in the league will be better because there's more depth to this conference than there has been in the last two or three years. Yeah, St. Mary's is actually going to leave the state in non-conference, which is like the huge <laughs> news for them. Yeah, it's about time, right? Um, yeah, how much? How much do personal issues affect a player on the court in your experience as a coach? Nick went through some hard things publicly, uh, dr- you know, dropped out right before the season so he could uh, figure those out. The hope is that he's in good, uh, a good place. But how much do those affect a guy on the court in your opinion? You know, I have a lot of respect for Nick. I- I'll share with you my opinion. And when this was all kind of unfolding, I wasn't sure that it was the best thing for him to come back, to be honest with you. And, and just because that you, you live in a community, and it doesn't matter what university community you're in, everything's really transparent with social media and everything going on. And, and Nick participated in that. And I thought initially I thought maybe Nick would be better off going and getting a fresh start and not having to kind of you know, dealing with the pressures and all the, the chitter and chat and everything that's going to be out there. But as I've watched him and I've listened to him and I've seen his comments, there's just a sense to me that uh, him staying here was exactly the right thing for him to do. And I think everything is about how you approach it and the attitude you take. And, if, you know, I, I see Nick taking the attitude that, listen, I made some mistakes. I'm going to move forward. I mean, that's the life. We all make mistakes in life. There's, you know, regardless of what anybody says, we make them personally. We make them professionally. We all make mistakes. And that's not the problem. The problem is how you handle them, what you do with them. And I think he's taken a step forward. I think he realizes that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I've made mistakes. I'm going to go forward, and I'm going to help this basketball team. And uh, I, I don't see anything, any of his language, anything I've read that is, is selfish or is, uh, you know, all about him. I, I just don't see that. And I'm not suggesting it was before. But I see a really humble young man that has gone through some tough things. And I think we need to be really, really careful as a fan base or as, as one that roots against BYU, to, to judge young people when we, we all have things that uh, we, we feel like we could have probably been a little bit better at. And, I, and we live in a society where we tend to judge a great deal. and uh, I just think that's the wrong approach to this. And I think Nick's prepared for whatever he has to deal with, and I think there's a maturity about him. And uh, I, I do everything that I see and hear, I feel like he's, he's ready for this emotionally. And I was most concerned about him coming back here six, seven, eight months ago, I thought that may not be the best thing. But everything I've seen is that it is. And that has nothing to do with winning and losing games. 
I think it's the best thing for him personally, and that's the most important thing. Outstanding commentary on the Nick Emery situation. He's reinstated with BYU basketball. We'll finish with this, Coach. We all know that Nick can fill it up, and he can score the basketball. I feel like he is a very underrated defensive player because we focus so much on his offense. You talk about him helping the program. Where do you think he will help BYU basketball the most in terms of on-the-court skills? I, I completely agree with you. Uh, he is he is a much, much improved defender. He's, he's got great lateral quickness. He's athletic. He, he, I mean, he, he has a good vertical. I mean, he, he's a sinewy tough. You know, he's not a big, big, thick guy, but, but he is much stronger, and I know that he's prepared himself in the weight room. I think his ability to defend is going to be really, really important to this team, and certainly he has the opportunity to, to make baskets. But he's also another guy that can attack and break people down off the dribble and help others get shots. I think there's going to be a peace and a calm. I'm not saying there won't be good and bad days. But I think there's going to be a maturity here that both ends of the floor that he's going to really contribute. He'll be a great attribute to this team. And I, I, I see him having a great year, to be honest with you. Coach, great to catch up with you. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good week. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Emory's going to make an impact, and we expect it to be a really, really positive one. And, and quickly, like Game 10, I expect him to come in and score like 15 points. He's, he's an impact player right away. Let us know what you think on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, hashtag BYUSN. What kind of impact will Nick Emery make on this approaching BYU basketball season? Coming up, the latest from the U.S. Open, where 19-year-old Rhett Rasmussen of BYU is on the course. How's he doing in round two? And your highly awaited World Cup update. Or, Jerem, is it just World Cup date? World Cup date. Let's go with that. Game's happening right now. We may or may not be streaming them in front of us. I've been watching it the whole show. I'll be honest. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation. Morocco. BYU Sports Nation friends, welcome back. On a Friday, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. If you're new to the program, we are on demand anytime, anywhere. Watch us, listen to us at your convenience. It's why we do it. We'd now like to present some of today's top BYUSN stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU basketball announced yesterday that junior guard Nick Emery is officially reinstated to the program in collaboration with that announcement. Emery we learned we'll miss the first nine games of the season due to involvement in some NCAA rules and fractions. We just spoke with the former head coach, Steve Cleveland, at BYU. He gave great insight onto what kind of an impact Emory will make in this season. Download the podcast to hear that entire conversation. Golfer Rhett Rasmussen, who will be a junior at BYU, he's 19 years old. He finished day one tied with Rory McIlroy at 10 over. Rhett currently tied for 138th. He's four over for the day through 11. Uh, as an amateur in this tournament. Tony Finau, adopted Coog, is even on the day through 17, tied for 36th at 5-over. If you can play, if you can be barely over or even, you're going to be in contention. You've had an outstanding round. Everyone's over par. Like, there's like five people that aren't. (laughs) Dustin Johnson's three (laughs) under, and he's the leader right now. Like, three under? He's the number one player in the world And as he's well. the number one player in the world. There are two other dudes at one under. There are three guys that are even or under par. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Scores skyrocketing all over the place in New York. And head coach Bruce Brockbank of BYU, who was there 
in Southampton, New York, yesterday at Shinnecock Hills. He will join us. Tell us what he saw of Red yesterday on the course. Former BYU running back Algie Brown has signed a free agent contract with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Jason's going to be insufferable about this. Andy Reid giving another BYU guy a shot. He likes to do that. Algie Brown joins Daniel Sorensen and T. John Karoma as former Cougars currently under contract with Kansas City. And Jake Langlois will done the red, white, and blue for Team USA Volleyball in the Volleyball Nations League in Chicago this week. Ben Patch is out with an injury. Team USA plays Serbia tonight. Then Poland and Iran the next two nights. Taylor Sander not playing because his wife Rachel is expecting a baby anytime soon. They're first. It's time that we take our attention to Russia, or should I say, Ruski, for your World Cup update. World Cup date? The World Cup date. Day two, we watched Russia absolutely dismantle their opponent in game one of the 2018 World Cup. Saudi Arabia, 5-0. Three games today. Jerem, what do you have for us from the morning? Uh, Uruguay beat Egypt. One nothing scored in the 89th minute. Ah, tremendous uh, goal for Uruguay, but they were uh, like like the Hebrews took down the Egyptians. Uh, Morocco and Iran uh, tied zero uh, zero right now, 76th minute. And then what's the game later today? I can't remember. Is it Portugal Spain? Or is think, that next week? Whoa, 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 is it Portugal Spain? If it is, we need to have a date with that game. Portugal Spain, bro. <laughs> Big time. Spain uh, Spain sacked their coach. Sacked. Yeah. Such a Fired European a word. A couple days ago, like two days before the tournament. <laughs> then, of course, Portugal with Cristiano and Ronaldo. Uh, that's going to be a fun uh, matchup. Unfortunately, we have a meeting at 1.30. That's like in the second half of that game. We probably <sighs> need to push that back to two. Yeah, we should probably do that. I'm going to work on that. Uh, so I learned how to say I love soccer in Russian. Let's hear it. Ya lubyu football. Ya football. Beautiful. <laughs> going to be real useful. Uh, our official BYU Sports Nation World Cup team is Croatia. If you missed that, we are all on the Croatia bandwagon. They kick off their World Cup run in Group D tomorrow against Nigeria at 3 p.m. Eastern. So join us, BYU Sports Nation, in rooting on the Croats at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain against Nigeria. We randomly selected Croatia a couple days ago. So we're all in on Croatia. The Kresimir Chosiches. Has anybody found if they're out, if there's a, a discounted Croatia jersey yet? I really don't want to pay $90. If we were in a Power 5, we wouldn't even think twice. (laughs) Yeah. That is your World Cup date. Now, to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of impact will Nick Emery have on BYU's basketball season? He was officially reinstated yesterday with the caveat that he'll miss the first nine games. At Colonel underscore James 83. Confidence, hustle, and scrappiness. Maybe he can give some three-point shooting tips as well. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that can come in and score 30 in a game. Like, he's instant offense. He's instant defense. Fantastic. Can't wait for... Uh, Shoot the three. Or Nicholas Emery. Play some D. Yeah. That's, that's what I did this morning. That's crazy. Uh, coming up, the latest on Rhett Rasmussen, who's on the course of the U.S. Open. I believe he's on 12 right now. His head coach at BYU, Bruce Brockbank, watched Rhett play his opening round at Shinnecock Hills in Southampton, New York. He is back 
in Provo to discuss what that was like and what kind of lessons Rhett is learning competing against the best players in the world. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. In one week, BYU Football Media Day is lit here at the BYU Broadcasting Building. We'll have a two-hour BYU Sports Nation. Players and coaches will join us. It's from 12 to 2 Eastern, one of several programs on BYU TV and BYU Radio coming up in one week. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside the fabulous Jerome Jordan. Our daily BYUS and rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV, including tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch it whenever is convenient for you. And if you can't watch it at one of the two times that's live on BYU TV, you can always stream it or download the podcast. Absolutely. Our question of the day What kind of impact will Nick Emery have on BYU's basketball season? At Julie Hadlock Tracy on Facebook. I think he will help BYU not lose the bad conference games. I think those losses have kept BYU out of the NCAA tournament more than not playing enough big teams. Now, BYU has two fewer of those games. They don't play Pepperdine twice. They don't play Santa Clara twice. Okay, Santa Clara's not been that rough. BYU's lost one game, I think. One game since joining the WCC. Pepperdine at Pepperdine is a really hard game. Nick Emery was on two teams that did lose some of those games. So I don't know that Nick is the key per se, but he certainly helps. I'd rather have Nick than not have Nick. Absolutely. Play a tougher schedule, ramp up the RPI, and play less West Coast Conference games so you don't have as many opportunities to drop one of those games. BYU basketball with the schedule headed for sure in the right direction. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. We shift our attention now to what's happening at the U.S. Open, specifically with 19-year-old golf phenom at BYU, Rhett Rasmussen. Last I saw, he was four over through 11 holes, yep. enjoying a better round today. The wind is brutal out there in New York, and nobody knows it better than Rhett's head coach, Bruce Brockbank, who watched Rhett play... At Shinnecock Hills yesterday in his opening round and during his practice round the day before he joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. What was it like in Southampton watching your 19-year-old prodigy go to work against the best players in the world? Well, it, uh, as you can imagine, you know, it's the U.S. Open. It's what everybody shoots for. And Rent uh, having a chance to be there was, uh, you know, right at home. Obviously, he... Uh, you know, he's playing with the big boys, but it was fun, it was fun to watch him because his game's starting to come around, and he's really playing well. And he just had a couple of loose shots yesterday, and that's, uh, that's why he shot uh, 10 over par, I think. 10 over par isn't that bad considering that uh, just a handful of guys shot under. Um, give us an idea of, of what – and we're told that Rhett Rasmussen just birdied, uh, I think, three – um, awesome. So he's coming on onto the front nine after starting on the back, which is great. But give us an idea of, of the conditions and kind of the pressure uh, that is involved in playing as an amateur in a major. Well, it's, there's definitely plenty of pressure. And you're standing out there on the driving range, and you got the guy likes of uh, Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson and warming up next to you or fairly close. And, you know, it's easy to get your uh, – the stars in your eyes and wondering, wow, do I have to do this? But, Rhett, you know, in my opinion, he handled it very well. The kid has plenty of experience. He knows how to play golf, and uh, he can find a way to shoot scores. And, and 
he did that yesterday. He just, like I said, he had a couple of loose shots and he had to pay the, the, the price. And then, you know, he had two or three three putts that really killed him or he would have shot 74, 75. And he's very capable of that as he's doing today. Bruce Brockbank, the head golf coach at BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. How does an experience like this at the U.S. Open benefit Rhett next season back at BYU? Anytime you have a chance to play against the best players in the world, it's just a wonderful education process for him. You know, when I I texted him when I took off last night to get back, I said, Rhett, great job today. I know you're disappointed, but I said, the way you hung in there, those five or six pars in the middle of the round, when it could have really gone south, were just so strong. And, and his text back to me was, Coach, I got a lot to learn, but what a great experience. And so, you know, he is he's taking it all in for sure. When you're two shots behind Tiger, uh, even though it's round two, you're still feeling good, even if it's not, uh, you know, version 1.0 of Tiger, but very <laughs> cool for him. It's been a banner year for uh, your program, the men's golf team, uh, getting the at-large into the NCAA uh, championship, uh, the regional, and then you get into the championships, and Patrick Fishburne uh, continues on as an individual. Now Rhett Rasmussen's playing in the U.S. Open. What's it like for you to see the program progress in the way it has? Well, you know, it's uh, Coach Miller and myself, we've been traveling around the country trying to get these kids to come and play golf at BYU, and, and uh, we're seeing the fruits of our labors. But, you know, that's a little piece to a big puzzle. And, uh, you know, Patrick Fishburne, Rhett Rasmussen, Peter Quest, uh, all the guys, Spencer Dunaway, Kelton Hirsch, the kids that have been in the program, are, they, they've got a taste of this now, and they know what the expectation, ex, expectations are, but knowing about it, you know, thinking about it's one thing, but being there, now they know what they've got to do, and so I'm hoping that every one of the guys, if we want to do it again next year, they're going to have to up their commitment to uh, their individual practice in the summer. What is the next step for BYU golf? Because you, as Jerem just pointed out, and as you just touched on, a lot of good things have happened recently. So what is the next step? <laughs> Somebody fill in for a guy that shoots 70 every time in Fishburne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to, I hate to, he, the, the kid, you know, Steve Fishburne and I were talking about it the other day. I think his last 26 college tournaments, he's averaged 70 or better. Good grief. Woo! And uh, let me tell you what, that, anytime you have an All-American, now I don't know, they haven't made the announcement yet, but I think Patrick will be on one of those teams, and he should be. But uh, trying to replace an All-American is always a challenge. But you've mentioned two names, and obviously Rhett, that's his goal, Peter's goal. And the guy, kids on the team, every one of them know what it takes. And... Um, you got to get after it because everybody in the country, uh, there's so many great programs, and you and you got to be hungry, and uh, you got to be able to clean up some of the areas that uh, you don't do very well, and see if you can't, and then make more putts, and and we'll have another shot. Is Patrick Fishburne the next BYU guy to make it on the PGA Tour? I sure hope so. He's got all the tools. Uh, you know, some kids can get it done really quick. Some kids, it takes a little while, but I can tell you what, that kid has really improved, and, you know, he's one of the top 25 players in the country, in my opinion, and uh, even better than that, but we'll leave that between us. Bruce, great to talk to you. Uh, we know it's been a crazy turnaround for you coming back from New York, and you got to get back for camps and whatnot, so we wish you the best of luck with that, but uh, as always, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Bruce Brockbank, head golf coach at BYU on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Banner year for BYU men's golf. I mean, they hadn't been to the NCAA championship since 06, and now they have an amateur playing in the U.S. Open. Don't forget that you have a couple of guys on the PGA Tour still. So it's it's fun to see uh, those guys excel, and Patrick Fishburne is the next guy in line to crack into the PGA Tour. I think you and I, with Bruce, expect him to be on the PGA yeah. Tour oh, in the next two or three years. 100%. I felt strongly about that three years ago. And, and again, I've been watching Patrick play golf since he was 10 years old. You're so old. At the Ogden Golf and Country Club. Just a little kid, but he, he was always long off the tee. And uh, now he's about 380 yards off the tee. So He's the happy Gilmore. There's that. BYU. There's that. Yeah, Zach Blair, <laughs> Daniel Summerhays, Patrick Fishburne, Rhett Rasmussen. This is a really cool trend that we're seeing within BYU men's golf. And I know that yeah, somewhere cool. the nineteen the guys on the nineteen eighty one national championship team are certainly smiling at what's developing. That was one of the first NCAA titles for BYU, and so you got have guys like uh, Mike Reed and Keith Clearwater and those guys soaking it up, baby. Rick Fair, yeah, great team, absolutely. Rick Flair, woo! <laughs> Coming up, Jacob Hanneman launching homers in the minors, plus Nick Emery back for BYU hoops. <laughs> Do the Ric Flair. Woo! Again. Woo! Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Also, no our elite, done that with golf ever. Our elite voice of the day and the latest from Rhett Rasmussen. Where is he sitting in his second round at the U.S. Open? This is BYU Sports Nation. Woo! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, the former head basketball coach Steve Cleveland, joining us to discuss Nick Emery's impact and his implementation back into the BYU basketball roster and how it will affect things. Also, we just spoke with the BYU head golf coach Bruce Brockbank. He was watching Rhett Rasmussen compete in the U.S. Open. Very cool. In New York yesterday. Outstanding stuff. If you missed any of it, download the podcast. As for Dennis Pitta, do we have time today? No. Oh, no time. Sorry, Dennis. If you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Basketball. Like Michael Jordan in the early 2000s? He's back. Nick Emery's back. Officially reinstated with the BYU basketball team. The NCAA suspended Emery for the first nine games of the year. Volleyball. U.S. Volleyball faces Serbia this weekend in Chic, Chicago. Jake Langlois, the only Cougar on the roster. Ben Patch out with an injury. Golf. Brett Rasmussen is currently playing his second round at the U.S. Open, as we've chronicled throughout the program. He's 5 over through 12 on the day, putting him at 15 over for the tournament. Tied for 134th, the expected cut line is 10 over. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU running back Algie Brown. Flowers for Algernon. Signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Joining Daniel Sorensen and T. John Karoma as the third BYU player currently under contract in KC. I was trying to forget that flowers for all. <laughs> rugby. USA Rugby faces Scotland tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Former Cougar Paul Asike is starting at number 12, the inside center. Love it. Scotland! Cougars in the minors. Maverick Buffo swiped right. He went seven innings, gave up two runs, and struck out five with no walks in the Lansing Lugnuts 4-3 loss to the Lake County captains. Buffo an all-star in single-A ball received a no decision. Brendan Lund won for foul with an RBI in the Mobile Bay Bears 4-2 loss of the Pensacola Blue Wahoos in double-A. Taylor Cole pitched an inning of scoreless relief in the Salt Lake Bees 4-1 loss to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. 
Cole struck the out Dodgers. one opponent in his appearance. Was it Russell Westbrook? The the Dodgers. The the two the Dodgers. Puig. Jacob Hanneman, 2-4 with the homer. Two RBIs and an 11-4 loss in AAA for the Iowa Cubs. I love impersonating famous baseball commentators. John Miller. A home run! Michael Rucker went six innings in a no decision in the Tennessee Smokies 5-4 loss to the Montgomery Biscuits. I yep. love Montgomery Biscuits, dude. The English, when they see that team, they think cookie. Rucker gave up only two hits and one run struck out for He bowled it. What's your best Vin Scully? Oh, let's see. Uh, who's let's who's see. like who's like the the classic uh, Dodgers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a sight! No, that's that's uh, Howard Cosell. Howard Cosell. What a sight to behold! Well, that's one Lane Maya. That's better off dead. <laughs> you doing Howard Cosell of? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've got a World Cup date, Jerem. Iran just scored in stoppage time. They're up one nothing. 90th minute. Wow. Let's go. Over Morocco. Okay, they're going to uh, win that one. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to your boy, Rhett Rasmussen, uh, doing work at the U.S. Open. It doesn't matter if he doesn't make the cut. The fact that he's there, is playing well, doing his thing, that's great. Man. I can't wait to talk to him after the U.S. Open. Yes. We'll get him on the show. I can't wait to hear his his thoughts. Yes. And... and <laughs> Warming up and practicing next to Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods. Like, that's awesome. That's amazing. Question of the day. What kind of impact will Nick Emery have on BYU's basketball season? He was reinstated officially yesterday at Braxton Duncan on Instagram. He has the ability to carry BYU to the NCAA tournament. I'm sure of it. Okay. Wow. I like the confidence. Our elite voice of the day from at Katie Rice Kunk on Facebook. Wins! Wow. (laughs) There are, there are continues. five exclamation points after that. 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand, BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Tooney Kanuch. See you on Monday. Woo!